everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know, Passover, whatever, summer vacation, everything. Passover is in spring. All right, a couple of things to announce. First of all, very quickly, we had dinner last night at the unconventional diner, David Deshays, David Deshays' new new place. place. And it is awesomeness. It's on 9th Street right across from the Buttercream Bakery. Can I just interrupt? I just want to say we're so excited for him because he has been under Michelle Richard for so long. And um, he is still a partner in uh, Central, which is an amazing place. But uh, the unconventional diner is a really beautiful space, really interesting diner-like food, very reasonably priced, and uh, we're Delicious. really we're really happy for him. So congratulations. Right. So I also want to announce there is another show coming from us Woo-hoo! starting January 8th. It's Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast on online. It's going to be a, a live show that will then be podcasted out. It's at uh, the Line Hotel. It's at the Line Hotel. The Line Hotel and Adams Morgan built a radio studio just for our little new network. Not for us. We're one of many shows no, there. For us. Eric Bruner Yang's really going to have a show on there. It's going to yeah, be pretty cool. It's going to be really cool. So we'll give you more details on that and follow Nikki on Twitter, and she'll mm-hmm. give you all that. So Marcella Kriebel is a D.C.-based artist and cookbook author. She's known for mouthwatering illustrated. I keep illustrated. calling you Marcella by accident. Well, I'm well, that, sorry. Because she's not Italian. Right. She's not, <laughs> not Italian. Italian no. But she's got a, a, a new cookbook, Comida Cubana, A Cuban Culinary Journey. It's so that's pretty. That's inspired by her travels to Cuba. Mm-hmm. And it is, you got to see it to believe it. Nikki will have photos of it. But instead of those artsy photos that you see, there's some amazing illustrations. Okay, and later in the show, Jamie Leeds is back in studio. We're so excited. If you haven't been to one of her Hanks before, you're missing out, especially the new Hanks that just opened on the wharf. But what she's in to talk about today is the Feast of the Seven Fishes. And I'm so excited because she brought in a feast, and we're going to be getting in on it, which will be happening at Hanks Pasta Bar. Mm-mm-mm. Hit it. Oh, am I next? Yeah, you're oh, next. Oh, okay. So, well, no, why don't you introduce All right, them? well, in uh, December of last year, the guys from uh, Passion Food Hospitality, Jeff Tunks, Augusta Millo, and David Weisenberg, brought back Ten Pen. We loved Ten Pen when it right. was down down on Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm-hmm. It's now at Tyson's Corner. It's an amazing culinary journey through through Asia. It's sort of pan-Asian, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Thailand, Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got all kinds of stuff. They're in today. They've got... Customized fortune cookies and all kinds well, of cool stuff. Well, and Jeff is cooking it up, so yeah. he's making some yummy things. And Gus will talk. Right. I don't okay. know where they are. They're not in here. All right. So there's an old-fashioned dessert that's back with a new spin. Our friends Tatiana, I want to say it right, Podoliaco. Close enough? Okay. And Victoria <laughs> Riley are the founders of Fluffness, and they make high-quality boutique cotton candy. It's, it's so organic. Cute. It's all natural. 15 flavors, and they brought their machine in, so you can see that on Facebook Live. And on um, Instagram as well. Okay, so you want to go ahead? Yeah, I, I can. I, this okay. is my favorite part. Okay, Foodie, go and the, ahead. Foodie and the Beast got to have drinks, so we went all the way to Baltimore for them this week. Um, the Bluebird Cocktail Room was called one of Hampton's best new bars in years by The Sun. I it's love that liter- neighborhood. It's so cute It's great. There. It's a literary-inspired bar in, in Baltimore's Hampton neighborhood. Paul Bankert is in. He's going to mix up a bunch of cocktails for us. We're going to talk to you in one second. First, got to go to Mitch Berliner, 
who is the, along with his wife, Debbie, is the genius behind Central Farm Markets at Mosaic Rockville mm -hmm. in Bethesda. Are you there, Mitch? I am, and I, I'm just floored that you use the word genius. I don't remember. <laughs> I always suck up to sponsors. That's why I said genius. Right. Yeah, I mean, so behind I the scenes, know. you should hear what I say. So, Mitch, yeah, tell I, us, I mean, are your markets going to be happening on the uh, 24th and the 30th? Well, um, yes and yes, the 31st. Okay. We are opened Christmas Eve day. Right. Not to be confused with Christmas Eve. Right. We'll be open, and you can come and get all your goodies. We're going to have a lot of fresh lobsters, great roasts, all kinds of stuff, the usual stuff. Who, and brings, we your, will be who brings your lobsters? Who does your lobsters? Oh, lobster mania. And okay. they're taking orders. They'll cook them. Split them in for you, split them, and you, all you got to do is serve them. They also have a whole bunch, uh, starting today, of American caviars. They have salmon roe, paddlefish, and sturgeon. Oh, that's all fantastic. American. My cousin yep. is a sturgeon. Okay, stop it. Well, but um boom Okay, thank you. That's all uh, he gets you. and nothing more. <laughs> Nikki said I had and to be more silly last night, so there you go. <laughs> hey, this is... This is a family show. Exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. So, so, again, to just let all your fans and listeners know, December 24th and the 31st, perfect for Christmas Eve, perfect for New Year's Eve. You can come get everything super fresh, cakes, pies, hearts, and all that stuff. So we are open, and um, you can see, go to our website. We have a list of everything for the holidays. So you can go to centralfarmmarkets.com for that. And we have tons and tons of gifts. So instead of going to a big box store or something, mm -hmm. come on down to either one of our Mosaic Market or to the Bethesda, downtown Bethesda Market. We just got all kinds of great gifts that our different uh, vendors made and have it packaged for the holidays. Well, so. it's good you get it from the people that made it. Well, I think what you can really yeah. do at the market is you can sort of go from, you know, stand to stand to stand and you can curate a really fabulous like gift basket or gift bag exactly. do you know what i mean exactly. and i love being able to do that for the holidays All right. it is great you can start at one end you can get the zeke's coffee beans chocolate covered coffee beans you can get other kinds of chocolates there's just all kinds of yeah. stuff and people often make um smaller versions of, of things that they have so you like you said nikki you can make a great gift basket Mm -hmm. All right, Mitch. Unfortunately, we got to wrap. We got to move on. We'll t we're 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 off for the next two weeks. We're going to talk to you in the new year, and you're going to be on the show live That's and in right. living I'm color. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Right. I'm going to have to take a couple of genius pills, but I'll be there. <laughs> we're ready for it. All right. Start Thank taking you them so now. much, Mitch. Right. Happy New Bye. Year. Bye. Healthy. Bye. 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 All right. So, Paul, talk to us about Bluebird. What's the concept there? Well, the Bluebird is a literary-inspired bar. What that means is basically we try to make all the cocktails after a famous author, usually around the 1920s. We do a lot of expat stuff, um, do a cocktail kind of named after them or one of their favorite drinks. Um, and if we so don't have a Hemingway and an F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, we started with the Hemingway daiquiri. We did a classic style just as he liked it. And we did Gin Ricky for F. Scott Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. Is there a Sherwood Anderson? Not yet, you but maybe, get one. maybe soon. I will. <laughs> get on that, Paul, right away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if, so, what was, was, as you were putting together this cocktail bar, what was it that you were trying to create? I mean, because you, you've been in the cocktail world for a while. Yeah, so, for a little bit. Right. So, like, 
what did you feel like was missing out there that you wanted to bring to Baltimore? We wanted to do something. Basically, we wanted to go to a bar that we wanted to go to, and we didn't think that had existed yet. Okay. Um, so, I feel like a gauntlet has been thrown in Baltimore. <laughs> our, but no, go ahead. Our bar manager Ben, he is a literary major, English major. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who ain't? <laughs> right, right. Um, and I'm also a writer myself, so that's kind of how we started. Um, and I love old worlds, Paris. Um, I love Italy, mm-hmm. and so we kind of wanted to be inspired a little bit by that. And we also think there's a lot of uh, really great liquors and liqueurs that come from from Europe, and we really wanted to introduce that to Baltimore mm-hmm. a little bit more. All right, All right well, why not, we're going to talk to you throughout the show, sure. so why don't you tell us what you're serving us first? So we're going to start here with uh, our Old Fashioned. Uh-huh. It's a classic drink. We right. try not to be a little too complex with it. Uh, we really let the bourbon stand out. We have Old Granddad bourbon, which is 100 proof. Okay. And <clears throat> the secret here. That's what my grandchildren refer to me as. <laughs> Old Granddad. Old Granddad. We have two little secrets. One is the ice, which is a crystal clear cube. It's really beautiful in the glass and kind of limits the dilution, so you can enjoy it for about half an hour. Okay. And then we add a little vanilla extract, which really brings out the flavor of the bourbon. I don't think you'll see a lot of vanilla in your old fashions, and it really stands out pretty nice. Okay, great. Well, we can't wait to try it. We'll come back, we'll come back to you in a little bit. So Marcella Kriebel has Hi, written Marcella. a cookbook. Who did the illustrations, first off? Is that you yep. also? She did sure is. Yep. You yep. did everything? I yes. did it all. It's beautiful. This Thank is a gorgeous so book. All right, so tell us a little bit about how you wound up doing this book. So this is the second illustrated cookbook that I've made. Right. Maybe you could say the third, because the first one was self-published, called Mi Comida Latina, and that's comprised of all these different dishes I learned, cooking with people in their homes throughout seven different countries. And uh, long story short, that self-published project got published, and then my publisher, Burgess Lee Press, pitched this idea to me. So to go to Cuba and Mm -hmm. similarly cook with people in their homes, keep a sketchbook journal along the way, and um, refine that, do all this test kitchen over again in my D.C. apartment. Um, All of these different things are... Certainly some more surprising things, but then a lot of the Cuban canon that we know, like the Cuban sandwich, that was actually invented in Tampa. Okay, not surprising, actually. Indeed. So what, so you got to go to Cuba, and but how did, did you... Did they tell you to hurry up because Trump was going <laughs> to I I traveled extensively on three occasions, so right. three and trips, extended stay. Yeah, I rented an apartment in Havana. I was there... Um, Luckily, I was there when Obama was there in uh, March of 2016. So that was a really magical moment, actually, to see people um, celebrating that historic moment. Right, I bet. So then while you were there, but you went to the different regions of Cuba. I did. And so you were really impressed by southern Cuba, right? Eastern Cuba. Eastern Cuba, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. But you said that you were Southern sort of Cuba's surprised. No slouch. Come on. Um, but you were surprised about some of the cuisine there, the differences. It's really amazing how region to region there are distinct differences. Mm-hmm. Um, on the East Coast, you see a lot more inclusion of chocolate right. and coconut mm-hmm. and more presence of seafood. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in the interior, what are they eating? More meat and more you know, stuff out of the ground? Uh, everybody eats the viandas, which are those root vegetables. That's a certainly a large portion of your the composition mm-hmm. of your plate, right? But um, everyone is everyone eats a, a fair amount of pork, right? Chicken, sure. eggs, 
not a lot of beef. Right. Um, but there's a reason for that, right? Because I was reading, you did some really fantastic history in your book. Thank you. Um, and research. So um, the state-run restaurants were not allowed to serve beef. Is that accurate? So at the fall of USSR in 1989, mm -hmm. yes. Cuba lost its major trade partner. Okay. And so they lost the ability to feed cattle. And so throughout the 90s, most of the beef was pretty much depleted. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of energy to grow a cow, right? A lot right. of resources. Yes. So until, I mean, still in this day, you don't see a lot of beef and a lot of dairy for that matter either. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you, you went back, you tried, you put all these recipes together in your apartment and all that. You got to have a favorite. Oh, I was man. Looking, I mean, everything looks, yeah. you know, you want to eat the, the book, but. One of my favorite dishes that I think um, is perhaps surprising, you won't find it on a Cuban restaurant menu here in the U.S., is called Kalalu, mm -hmm. which is a green stew, and you'll fold a protein into it, so be it fish or pork, um, you could put some Swiss chard or kale and um, stew that up. And it's actually um, a traditional thing that you'll find when people are um, kind of on the East Coast. You're an addition of greens and a protein, basically. And, okay. And Kalalu? Kalalu. Kalalu. Yeah. What okay. about some the, of the... We need to take a break oh, and then we'll right. come when back. When we come back, okay. I want to talk about some of the um, herbs and spices that are used. Sure. And like the sauces that everybody sort of has in their kitchen. You got it. Okay. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie in the Beast. Take a picture of that because it's beautiful. Uh, we'll be back in just a sec. All right. We're back on Foodie in the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis eating empanadas and what am I? Pastelitos. Yeah, pastelitos. With uh, Marcella Kriebel. Um, well, so I, when when we well, were well, I, I want to I asked the question when right, we were together. Right, Let's talk about some of the spices and herbs um, that are are used in the sure. Cuban cooking. So for the most part, dishes are pretty mildly spiced. They mm -hmm. use a lot of oregano, um, cumin, garlic, onion. Um, so essentially, there's I think the surprising thing is that a lot of people think Latin American food is all spicy, but perhaps that's just Mexico, right? Right. Um, so, anyway, they do well, it put some the picante. The Mexican cuisine is not all red hot like Tex-Mex. <laughs> so. No, it's true, and we're not talking about Mexican food, right? No, so. we're talking about Cuban Anyway, food. so a lot of these um, dishes, maybe you'll put a little bit of Tabasco hot sauce, that kind of like cayenne liquidy mm -hmm. hot sauce on the end, mm -hmm. on at the end, if you want to, mm -hmm. um, but it's not very typical. Okay, if you're talking about picante. Yeah. Now, so you can be found today down at the Penn Quarter. Oh yeah. Where are you today? So, in addition to writing cookbooks, I'm a food illustrator, visual artist, watercolorist, mm -hmm. and um, right now is a really busy time for me because I sell my artwork. I sell a series called Illustrated Feast that is this mix and match open edition collection of prints. Right. And um, there's over 90 different designs, everything from, like, T-bone steak to blueberries to brassicas. And folks can mix and match them and make their own busy food girl. series. Fantastic. Well, so tell everybody where they can find the book and where they can find you. You got it. So Downtown Holiday Market. Um, I am currently sold out of my book. Okay. Which is good That's news for good me, thing. right? Wow. Um, so buy the book. Is the Downtown Hol Holiday Market the one in Shaw? No. It is the one... 
Ten I love quarter. Ten quarter board. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten, ten quarter. quarter. The one that's open on, on mm-hmm. the walkway there, right? Yes, on the yeah on seventh near the portrait gallery. Near mm-hmm. the portrait gallery, right, exactly. Guess. So I will have my collection of prints and my first book, Mi Comida Latina. Okay. You can buy Comida Cubana at any independent bookstore or mm-hmm. the internet. Great. Where do we find you online? Tell us that. MarcellaCreeble.com. Thank okay. you. Okay. And yep. check so Nikki's much. website to find out how to spell Marcella's name and last name <laughs> right. to make sure you can find her website. But yeah. thank you. How about that? Thanks for having me. This thank you. Thank so, you. guys, this is delicious. What a nice little cocktail. What a little wake-up call in the morning, right? So, um, as since you guys are both, like, writers and you like the literary world, what, why are you focused specifically on that time period? I think it's a great time period because it's recent enough to be uh, to kind of be comparable, mm-hmm. but far away enough that when you come to our bar, you feel like you've stepped kind of into a later place in time. What's it look like in there? What's it feel like? So we're definitely not a speakeasy, but you have to climb a few flights of stairs to get to us. Uh-huh. And right before you go into our main space, the hallway thins, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it opens up into this big cocktail bar. So it's... It has a kind of a magical feel to it, and cool. we have a bunch of chandeliers, and once you go in, you feel like you're in, in the period. Very cool. All right, what are you making next? So we're making the St. Genet, which takes its name from Jean Genet, the famous Parisian writer. Mm-hmm. Um, we describe it on our menu as sweet as an angel and bitter as a thief, just like he was. And in this drink, you have some fresh ginger syrup. We use fresh orange juice and china china, which is a French amer, which is uh, it's a, another name for an amaro. Um, you're going to get it's very refreshing and it has sweetness to it, but it definitely bitters at the end. Cool. It's a little complex. Only one suggestion. You got to squeeze, even though they came later, Joseph Heller and Norman Mailer in there. Got to have a Norman Mailer drink. He was a, he was a heavy drinker. What about you? Yeah, let's get some women on there. Norman we, Mailer we was do, a woman. We do have women as well. Okay, we had, wait, uh, we'll get to the women. Okay, great. You got, Next Zelda? <laughs> you got a Zelda? <laughs> All right, can you spring can menu. move on? All right, spring menu. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Jamie Leeds, actually, you were one of our first guests nine years ago. I know. You got Hank's this and Hank's that. You got Hank's <laughs> everywhere. But now you've got Hank's Pasta Bar. I do, right? yes. I mean, it's awesome. And you're going to be celebrating the Feast of the Seven Fishes, which is... La festa dei sette pesci in italiano, see? Oh, thank okay, you. She's like, all right, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. She's yeah. like, I'm doing Yeah, so Hank's Pasta Bar is in Alexandria, Virginia, 600 Montgomery Street, right on the corner. Beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we make all of our uh, pastas homemade. We have a couple of pasta mamas that are back there making fresh pasta uh-huh. and um well, i have what does thomas do oh, th- thomas, by the way so i was just gonna about yeah, to introduce thomas chef, thomas, thomas palmer. palmer a young budding chef Hi, in the thomas. area thomas, thank I, you for coming this thank morning you are you budding i'm like, budding absolutely. no budding in the studio <laughs> i try not to <laughs> we have enough mess to clean up um, here yeah he um we talked about what to do about the feast of the seven fishes and um since we obviously focus on homemade pasta he mm-hmm. had the brilliant idea of combining all the seafood into a pasta dish it is a really cool idea so let get in Tess. get in on the dish there so they everybody can see it tell us about your dish um so this is a bed of linguine pasta house made um Mm -hmm. our house tomato sauce a little bit of italian mixed herbs which is a sage thyme and rosemary Mm -hmm. um and then we have the seven fishes here um we have shrimp octopus squid clams crab meat 
catfish, and mussels as well. Oh my God, that um, is quite And it's a all ni a nice big bed of pasta here for mm -hmm. you. Um, I mean, we originally did this last year um, as a multi-course option, and we decided to do it as a pasta this year, and then the first week we did it, we sold 72. That's very good. Do you yeah. feel, yeah. Thomas, do you feel strongly that someone right now should try that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's why we brought a lot for you guys. <laughs> right. I mean, um, and is, is that a hint, David? As you guys were putting <laughs> together the, the pasta offerings at Hank's Pasta Bar, was there... Did you want to go outside of the box? Did you want to be more traditional? What are some of the offerings that you have, and, and what what can people look forward to there? Well, yeah, a little bit of both. We wanted to be a little traditional, and um, also, you know, I always like to have an option for the foodies mm -hmm. out there, and... Um, so and we also are, you know, want to remain seasonal. Sure. So we play off of whatever is in season. Um, we make sure that we have um, vegetarian options. Mm -hmm. We always uh, offer whole wheat pasta. We have vegan pasta. Um, but wait, isn't pasta vegan? No. Well, no. It's got flour and. An egg. Oh, egg, right. Yeah. I yeah. was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. okay, sorry. All right, we're going to change this to beast and the beast. <laughs> yeah. Because the foodie doesn't know. I was know like, spit. wait. Is it pasta vegan? Can I no, just interrupt? Right. So, the pasta is perfectly al dente, which That's is the key. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's got to have some bite back to it. Perfect. Absolutely. Really good. Thank you. Um, Thank you. What about gluten free? Do you try so, yeah, we have in there? We do, we do have a gluten free pasta um, option. Yeah, we but, have a gluten free red lentil facility right now. Um, we do not make it in house because obviously there's flour everywhere. Right. Um, but we do have an option for the vegan, vegetarian, gluten free folks. That's amazing. Yeah. That is very good. All right. Yeah. So, um, why? Because you were always, Jamie, you were always like, Oyster bar, like you're always seafood. Like when I think of you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Hank's Oyster Bar, and like you're a new place on the wharf. And I mean, you've always had an amazing cocktail program. That's always mm -hmm. been integral. But why, why hit the pasta world? Well, because I really I felt like first of all that there was I, whenever I would go out and looking for a good bowl of pasta, you know, five six years ago, you couldn't really find anything, mm -hmm. and. Um, freshly made pasta you could right. find you could find good pasta dishes in town but nothing was ever you know it was hard to find fresh homemade pasta mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i thought you know and this opportunity came around to to get this space i thought let's make a place where we would all want to go eat you know and um and focus on pasta and um so that's how it kind of came to be and uh it's it's i think it's filling a void in, right. in the area well, that makes sense. Yeah. So now let's just talk a little bit about like what you have coming up because you were doing um, the drag queen brunches. Yeah. There. Well, the thing also the thing that we have really um, going well now is our happy hour. We've embellished our happy hour menu. We have happy hour going from uh, what's four from to four to seven. Four to seven. Mm -hmm. It's a really great deal. Um, so what's happening on what's happening at the happy hour menu? Um, so what's um, for, as far as food, and, happy. as far <laughs> yeah. as food, we have you know Italian sausage and peppers. Um, yeah. We've got a um, nice portobello mushrooms with pancetta, um, fennel sausage, and some mozzarella cheese. Um, we have a lasagna, which is a small version of our lasagna that we sell um, for dinner. Mm -hmm. Where did you find him? He's how amazing. You, I know. How did you end up? But how did you end up? Were you in culinary how, school? Uh, no, I never went up? to culinary school. It's very expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a prep cook after that. So yeah. um, I came on as a sous chef about a year and a half ago, and um, 
there was a void that needed to be filled, and you know, Jamie Leeds gave me that opportunity. That's how I got to where I am now. I mean, Aww, nobody would hire nice. me before without experience, and you know, I worked my way up pretty quickly, and Jamie Leeds gave me that opportunity. That's so nice. What well, he showed story. he showed great talent and dedication, and you know, I'm always a proponent of hiring from within, and you know, promoting from within, and mm-hmm. so. Um, so if my current gig doesn't work out, I can. <laughs> well, you'd have to you'd have to start and prep you'd for have a while. To start. I am the best dishwasher. You, you know, he's a really good dishwasher. But another thing that we're doing at Pasta Bar is um, Sunday night Sunday family night, meal. Right. So we're doing family meal Sunday nights where Thomas came up with this idea mm-hmm. where you can, you want to talk to it? Um, yeah, we've got um, several different options. Um, it's a three-course meal, $60 for four people. Um, you can choose your pasta, you can choose your protein, you can choose your add-ons. The add-ons include capers, um, garlic, cherry tomatoes. Proteins include chicken and shrimp. Um, we offer four different pastas, mafalde, costa reche. $60 for four people? Yeah. Yes, it's, it's a, a deal. It's a really good it's deal. It's a great deal. May I just say, mamma mia. Exactly. I mean, it's perfect. And you get, a, you get a little dessert, and there's also a wine pairing option as well. So it's definitely a bang for your buck. I'm trying to get people in on Sunday nights. And, and you're opening uh-huh. in Kensington when? Right. <laughs> um, no, that's really um, fantastic. Um, yeah, and we're eventually going, we're working toward opening for lunch in the spring. Mm-hmm. And um, we're working on it. Lunch is a hard deal in the D.C. metro area. Everybody yeah. wants to open up for lunch, and then I think people, I, I just don't know if people go out for lunch. Yeah. What do you think? Well, this area, there's a need for it. We have um, a lot of offices right. around us, and um, so I think, I think it'll work out. I hope it does, because yeah. I do think that people want places to go to, and then restaurants struggle with, whether or not to do it consistently. Yeah, yeah. and then I mean? we have our brunch is really great, too. Right. We have so a fantastic gonna brunch. We're going to continue. No, we're not going to do the drag brunches. Aww. We're going to do a seasonal. It's going to be seasonal. Okay. So it's going to be more you of know, I just got my outfit. Warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can participate in the next one. Dolly Parton. Is that sound okay? Um, we're going to do it more as a seasonal thing, so uh-huh. more like in the summertime. Okay, well, that makes sense because it's lots of fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. We have about one minute left. Just tell us quickly about the wharf and what's going on there, because we haven't really talked about that with you. Okay, well, the wharf is um, an amazing uh, location. We have a beautiful corner spot right down there. We have the least obstructed view of the water of any other restaurant mm-hmm. on the on the you block. Have a beautiful outdoor beautiful area. Out- we have seventy six seats outside, which is it's the biggest restaurant I've opened. Um, and we also have a canopy with sides with heaters so that we can enjoy the, the outside weather um, and be warm mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, yeah, but we have a huge. It gets very busy. We have a huge bar. We have an incredible bar program um, created by our beverage director, Jessica Weinstein, and a um, lot of fun drinks. We're doing uh, adult slushies. Mm-hmm. And um, we're doing riffs on. Which um, I think is so appropriate. On the yeah, wharf. exactly. You know what I mean? Like it makes so and much sense. It's so much fun. Yeah, Chef Chris Edwards is doing riffs on boardwalk food, so we're doing seafood corn dogs. I have the stuffies, and, and, and they we're were doing delicious. stuffies. Yeah, and we're doing uh, potato funnel cakes mm-hmm. and uh, fun stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, it's really it's it's give it's, everybody the address on the wharf. Just so it's seven oh one Wharf Street. They've changed the name of the street like twice. Right. So yeah, it's I thought it was seven, a different name when you just Warf said that. Street I was like, wait, what? Where did it's they a, come up with it? It's that? a very, it's a brand new street. So it's seven hundred one Wharf Street Southwest. Okay, and great. that'll right. get that'll and get you there. And where can we find Hank's Oyster Bar? 
Hank's Oyster Bar. I mean, I'm um, sorry, Hank's Pasta Bar. Is 600 Montgomery Street, mm-hmm. um, Alexandria, Andrea. Virginia. Excellent. Okay, that right. uh, deal on Sunday night sounds amazing. Yeah. All right, this is David and Akinel from Foodie Thomas and the Beast. I'm dead, you'll still be coming back. As I'm a still guest. talking. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> this is David and Nikki Nellis on Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, just want to thank our sponsors, ProFish, the market at River Falls, where you're going to find everything for your ongoing Hanukkah celebration mm-hmm. and Christmas and New Year's. They got a great wine selection, unbelievable prepared foods. Go there. Our friends at Central Farm Markets and Meat Crafters. Uh, well, and I want to say, I don't know if you all heard Mitch talking on air, but they have lobsters at uh, all the Central Farm Markets. So they'll sell them to you live or prepared, which I think for the holidays sounds pretty good. Okay. Back to Paul Bankard and Bluebird. So hmm. do you guys have designs on uh, on sort of taking over Baltimore? What will you do with this? I mean, everybody's <laughs> got a vision for what they want to do. We have a son who's in the cocktail biz, mm-hmm. and he wants to rule the world. What will you do sure, with the sure. Bluebird concept? Well, basically um, – I want to make more well-rounded restaurants. I think cocktails in a lot of great restaurants are a little ignored. I'm not interested solely on cocktails. I, that's why our food menu is delicious. Chef Pedro Matamoros um, uh, out of Bethesda. He just came from Barrel and Crow. Uh-huh. We have a very elevated bar menu. Um, and What does that mean? Like, What, well, what, what are we means, talking about? We do lots of small plates. So for in the spring menu, we're going to come out with a tasting menu. Mm-hmm. Very affordable. However, we, we just kind of like to elevate small dishes a little bit. We try to be as locally sourced as possible. Okay. Probably going to be a, a... I mean, I know you worked with Spike out of Woodbury Kitchen. Sure. Like, what did you take from working with him? Is that part of, like, what's laid the base for you or the foundation for you? I think that being involved so closely with certain ingredients, definitely, we definitely take a lot from that. Uh-huh. Um, it really, you have to delve deeply into ingredients. When you are kind of confined, it really makes you work for it. Sure. So we really right. Like I can't remember, like behind the bar, he wouldn't use lemons, right? No, no, no citrus lemons, there, right? right? No citrus, right? So lots of different thought. acidifiers that right. we had to make ourselves, and we we do similar things at the Bluebird, um, not quite as uh, constrained in that respect. Well, it's your restaurant; you don't right. have to do it. I can do what I want. <laughs> you can do whatever, whatever you want, want. <laughs> right? I'm the boss. Right. 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 <laughs> okay, what are you going to make next? Uh, so we have a handsome devil. Uh, this one is not literary inspired. Uh, this comes just from us. Uh, we use a honey gin that's made in Vermont, mm-hmm. and then we use the very same honey that is that makes the gin in the drink, um, and then a little bit of Averna, which is an Amaro from Italy, and a little secret uh, activated charcoal makes the drink jet black, and we put it on a hand-carved uh, crystal clear sphere. So Excellent. it's a barrel-aged gin old-fashioned. Okay, cool. Thank you All so right. much. So if you're not watching this show on Facebook Live, you better get on it, because I'm not sure if our next guests are on drugs or what. Because, right. Oh, my God. It's because insane Justin in Miller here. and Jeff Tonks of, of uh, Passion Food ha- have come in here with, did you bring the entire restaurant? Only the Korean section. I mean, right. you are you are a glutton's best friend. I will say that <laughs> right. uh, they're in to talk about a lot of things, but but really the 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 renaissance of Ten Pen, but now at Tyson's Corner Center and what you guys are doing there, and fortune mm-hmm. cookies and more. I'm just going to say, hit it, baby, and you talk. Yeah, we uh, reopened Ten Pen uh, previously downtown at Ten Pen, Pennsylvania. We opened the first one is at 2000. We closed 2011. Then we opened last December. So it's our first year anniversary this month. Yes, it is. Congratulations. What you get each other? 
<laughs> that's right. <laughs> they're both taking a vacation from each other. I'm pretty sure. That's right. That's on, 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 a sun, right? on a Sunday. Yeah. Right, exactly. Sunday morning. Well, Definitely. so, you know, we had you in before you launched right. Hempen, Yes. And you had all these ideas. And it's a it's a pretty massive space. It is. Um, 7,000 square feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good size. Mm-hmm. So um, what were some of the things that you were looking to do? And how have you sort of, like morphed it you know taking a concept that everybody loved right. from years ago and bringing it you know updating it well we did bring back some of our signature dishes we still have our shrimp and red thai curry we have our chinese style smoked lobster our calamari salad and a few things like that but we made it a little more of a shareable menu mm-hmm. and obviously ramen's a hot topic right now uh, i brought with me one of our korean dishes our comfort food for this time of year obviously is our our crispy rice bowl or bibimbap Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a whole section of the menu for Isn't that. Isn't that what Trump said? Beatty Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that? Same thing. Uh, and we have a lot of dim sum, uh, shareable type dumplings and snacks and those type of things. So right. it's a little bit more different, a little bit more, I guess, uh, shareable friendly a little bit, I think. Well, more I would also assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the diner is more educated now. Oh, much, about, much more, yes. you know, the different technicalities of Asian cuisine. Yeah, 17 you know what years I mean? ago, ramen was, you right, know, college we, food. Right, right, and bad, and not <laughs> yes, good. Right, yes. Do you know salt, what I mean? Salt and dry noodles. Right, That's exactly. Right. And so, remember when being in deep kimchi meant, you know, <laughs> something totally different. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. <laughs> that was from MASH. I mean, not at all. Uh, so, but you had some dishes that people loved, right. like that lobster dish. Yes, right? they still now, resonate toward that. Right. Yeah, so, do you still offer that kind of like some of your classics? We do. We have about four or five dishes. Like I so said, we have the red Thai shrimp curry, which is one of our dishes, been on the menu for 17 years. Right. From the original, the Chinese style smoked lobster, our calamari salad. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about it, really. About three or four dishes. Everything else is pretty much new. Okay. And stuff. So yeah. But that's so exciting. Now you. Tell us a little bit about what you brought in this morning. We have our ongoing, our passport menu. So we've done okay. six months. We've done Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines. So every month a different focus. Right. And those dishes are specific to that country. Right. Yes. And it's a $29 deal for three courses. And then mm-hmm. Scott does a, uh, a beverage matching with that. Could be so shoe, sake, Scott Klein, yes. Mm-hmm. And so this month is Korea. And then next month will be uh, Japan. And then the last month will be China. And if you come for all six months and get your passport stamped, then you get a six course dinner with one course because representing. Because you haven't had enough to eat. That's right. One so course representing each country. Right. right. That's fabulous. Yes. So now. Tell us about you, the drinks today. Like you brought a whole menagerie. We brought thing. well. This is sort of Christmas look today a little bit. Right. So we have the red and green. This is our jade drink right here, mm-hmm. and it's got a little bit of a Midori. Uh, it's got a uh, uh, Malibu rum and a little bit of pineapple juice, and then some house cured cherries, mm-hmm. and then that's served on the rocks. And then the other one is our, our blushing dragon. We call it. And that has got some uh, blueberry so flavored. Festive they looking. are very Christmassy. I yeah, thought, you know? no, super festive. So it's got blueberry thought. vodka. It's got a little bit of um, pineapple juice, passion fruit juice, and then shaken and served up. And then mm-hmm. we have a little hanging monkey there on the rim there. So. And tell us a little bit about your fortune cookies. Fortune cookies. You guys have talked tell about this. They just cook. gave me district commons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Half you. off. Wait. This is awesome. <laughs> no, not half off. <laughs> Congratulations. We're you out just want district commons. I'm taking it. <laughs> that we, we wanted to do something uh, at the bar. And mm-hmm. um, we, we thought of the fortune cookies, but we wanted to, to um, give something back to our guests as a promotion and have them enjoy something else and so each each fortune cookie has something different in it Here, whether it's uh, uh if uh you come in you can complement your dim sum with an order of an entree or or a half price wine no i got dinner. 
purchase an entree and enjoy 50% off any bottle of wine under $100. There, there That's you go. That's what good. I got, too. There you go. Wait, wait, wait. She got 50 off, and I got 50 off. We just got a free bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> We're sticking it to you, guys. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Right before the holidays. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. So it's my, it's my anniversary present. It's fun present. for people. This they is love fun. Doing I that, yeah. love this idea. Um, and is this just for the holidays that you're doing this? No, 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 we're no. Doing it. For the first quarter of the year, I believe. Yes, okay. we're doing it all, all yeah. first quarter of the year. So we go through our special shipment of fortune cookies. How often do you go <laughs> through to the Far East to? See well, it hasn't been really before. recently. We did it for the first tin pan. We did a trip. We went to uh, Singapore. We went to Hong Kong. We went to Macau. We went to Bangkok, to Thailand. Mm -hmm. We went to Vietnam. Um, but there's so many places, especially in Northern Virginia now, that you can go and get great Asian food. I mean, sure. So ramen places to. So instead of going to Vietnam, you say, let's we go, go to we Centerville. Go, we go to Fairfax. That's wow. right. <laughs> we go to Centerville, Chantilly. Oh, so we took that trip so. to San Francisco. Too. Yeah, the last yeah. two years ago in San Francisco, and of course, what a great Asian food town that is. Right. Yes. We got about a minute and change. Tell me about the culinary passport program. We just talked about it. I know, it. but I mean, is there anything more to know that that, that I've got a? Not really. This month, I, this month I, is Korea. Do I actually get a passport? Do I? There is a passport. Yes. A passport. It gets stamped when you come in. And it gets stamped. come in each month, and if you get all six stamps, I said, then you come back and get a six-course meal. So it's not just in the computer. It's in my hand. All right. 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 That's so much right. fun. And it just is. quickly, tell us about this dish because I watched you make it and well, I filmed it. Well, sort of. It. So this is our our pancakes and eggs for breakfast here, Korean style. So we have a a, a seafood pancake. Right. Uh, Pajun is the name of it. I'm probably mispronouncing it. And it's got uh, scallions. That's uh, it's okay. Got I butcher carrots. everything. I know it. <laughs> and then calamari. It was like a savory uh, pancake batter. Then there's a. Uh, a spicy soy sesame dipping sauce for that. And then this is the our version of bibimbap and the dulcet stone. This mm -hmm. thing will stay hot forever. Right. Remember the Kung Fu and they put that, they carried out in the snow, David Carradine, almost like that. <laughs> right. A little I'm bit. The only one so this is a dulcet stone bowl that we get very, very hot. We have sesame oil on the bottom, then there's sticky rice, and then we have bean sprouts, spinach, uh, carrots, zucchini, our house made kimchi, our Korean smoked brisket, and then a uh, soft poached egg on top. Wow. And then when you eat it, you put the gochujang sauce on top of it, like this. Are you making your own? Yes, we are. And then you, are. you mix everything up so that unctuousness of the egg sort of coats the hot stone bowl. And all the crispy rice in the bottom. Oh my god, that looks oh, so look good. At, look how hot it stays. Oh I mean, my isn't god. Isn't that incredible? Oh yes, god. that's amazing. It is a yeah, this is this meal. is the definition of comfort food right here this time of year. And then on the bottom, you get all that crispy rice right, on the bottom. That's that's the, that's the best Beautiful. part. Yeah. Fabulous. So. All right. Tell all right, everybody where Ten Pen is at Tyson's Corner. We're 7900 West Park Drive. Right. In the building that's all lit up with color lights at night, so it's hard to miss. It's no, right there on, on the it. Beltway. Yeah, and it's so. a beautiful dining room. It well, really thank you very is. much. Congratulations. This is great. Yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. guys. All right. Thank well, you now so we're going to go from that to cotton candy. Right. Tatiana, where are you? Right here. So, Tatiana uh, Podliako. Podliako. Am I? I'm doing it. I mean, That's absolutely I'm, fine. It's a know, foreign I, last name. You know it's that okay. I'm Ukrainian. I can't pronounce my own Ukrainian. You are Ukrainian. Niznuich. Oh wow. There we are. Maybe we're related. Um, or not. I don't think so. Probably <laughs> not. But, uh, and Victoria Riley, they're the founders of Fluffness, and it's a high-quality organic cotton candy with 15 different flavors, and it's all personalized. And it's got and lots of toppings. It's beautiful. And Tell so us much about fun. it. Why cotton candy? Um. Frankly, not particular reason. I've always loved sugar and sweets in any forms. Who doesn't? And cotton candy been my favorite dessert, dessert in childhood. But, you know, the amount of uh, artificial coloring usually would give me a headache. Mm -hmm. And a couple years ago, I randomly came across organic cotton candy. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Let me try it. So I tried it. And then somehow, naturally... It went right to your head. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think this would be such a good idea to have at parties. You know, we have cupcakes now making, you know, taking over the cakes for weddings and mm -hmm. such. 
And I thought that it would be fun to have a something special, something different and unique at celebrations parties. And then I talked to Victoria and she offered to create a little custom we made. We just have to say that Victoria is back there making the cotton candy. It smells like sugar <laughs> in here, sugar and spice, thanks to uh, Jeff's dish. Um, but uh, she doesn't want to be on air. So she's yeah, <laughs> she's a little shy. She's a little shy. <laughs> it's okay. Um, um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Yep. But when we come back, I want to talk about like the like organic cotton candy. Like that's a big question mark. And then talk about the different flavors you're doing and all these beautiful edible toppings. It just makes it so festive. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're digging into cotton candy when we get back. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Uh, just want to thank again our sponsors, ProFish, the fabulous market at River Falls, Central Farm Markets, and Meat Crafters. Uh, without you, there ain't no show. That's so, very true. Thanks. And if you're not a sponsor, don't be shy. <laughs> come, on, come on. Come on, people. All right. So, um, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to dip into this this beautiful dish. What's okay, the name no, of No, no, no. We finished with Jeff. Oh, that's we right. We now <laughs> have cotton candy. So I got that's right. We're back on cotton candy. Tatiana. All right. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, look at what she has over there. This is so much fun. Can I want to yeah, know. Where, so, where, can you see the did, lighted? Did you go out and, and have this machine made, or did the you machine is something we just bought? And there are two different kinds of machine. Um, there is a more of a commercial kind. This is more of a um, you can use it at home too. But the cart was custom made by um, somebody in Maryland, and then we had somebody make a sign for us. And um, I yeah, just want to say that I've done um, five bar mitzvah and bat mitzvahs, and I am so thrilled not to have to do another event like that ever again <laughs> in my entire life. Wait, I thought you were pregnant, but you liar. I'm, I'm really remiss that I didn't have something like this. We do like have this. a lot of mitzvahs. Yeah, I we work a lot of those. So much fun. It's Wouldn't a lot of fun. fun at yours? This would have been I'll tell you great. what else. I just did a party for 600 people. Uh, you know, an event in the middle of the day, this would have been perfect. But now, all right. Look yeah, we also work at a Look lot at of car corporate parties. Oh, and Victoria crazy. has glow-in-the-dark cotton candy. Oh, my God. It looks a little um, darker. I mean, more brighter. Right, it's in, in the, the dark. Uh, it's amazing. All right, so now let's talk about your flavors and your edible toppings. Because it's you're really doing, like, it's so pretty. This doesn't look like your normal, like, you know, fair, cotton, you know, pink yeah. Or blue. And that's exactly the look we are going for. We want cotton candy to look a little bit more sophisticated. Right. You know, uh, most of our cotton candy comes in white or very light natural hues since we don't use any artificial coloring. Mm -hmm. uh, but we compensate uh, for that with different flavors. And we have about 15 different flavors. Um, I've got some peppermint uh, going around right now, marshmallow. We have queen bee, which is a blend of honey and rose. Okay. So um, you're buying these sugars? Some of them we get from a supplier in Hawaii, okay. and some of them we make ourselves. So did you guys spend months trying different combos of things? Yeah, absolutely. Not, uh, we invited a bunch of girlfriends over, mm -hmm. and we were playing with different flavors and different combinations and basically went by what most of us liked. And okay. Are you friends with a dentist? Um, no. <laughs> no. I think you better be. But we floss and brush I you regularly. Better I better, you, you better get on that now. Did you actually know that the dentist invented the cotton candy machine? Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> no, and he I actually didn't. put it in business his development. What you and mean? he put it in his office, too. How clever. <laughs> very, very clever. So now I also saw you, you have over there, you have it stuffed in a jar. Yeah, so we also make these little fluff away jars. This is option for party flavors, 
Uh, you can get this for as a present. But does it change by stuffing it into the jar? I mean, does it, it definitely the change. Texture? It doesn't change the texture. It's still soft and it's very um, airy and fluffy. Uh -huh. However, with time, of course, it's going to get a little bit. But more when you stiff. pull it out, what happens? It just stays in that shape. It stays here, yeah. So you can pull out little piece, a big piece, cool. and. Um, you know, enjoy cool. at well, a what I have to time. say <laughs> is I mean not like I'm some sort of cotton candy aficionado but um, I'm just like it's so light and airy and one of the things I think about you know regular cotton candy is that it's you know it gets gritty and and like sticky, sticky very sticky yeah. right and this is so light and airy it's like yeah. it's Looks the so main different. reason for that <laughs> is going to be the sugar that we use it's uh, organic sugar mm -hmm. and then also the absence of artificial add-ons makes it for a more airy it's and beautiful it looks like yeah. you remember the singer jerry vale it looks like the back of his head <laughs> <laughs> so um so where i think i'm too young for the jokes <laughs> yeah you are you're all too young <laughs> me too you know, these are jokes directly from heaven trust um, me yeah. so where do people find you like how um, do people get in touch with you so yeah we uh people can find us um mostly at private events but then we do have uh, some um, festivals that we work and um parties um and uh, but mostly if you want to buy a jar you can buy it online on our website www.fluffness.com mm -hmm. and you know you can get more information on how to book us for your events right um how many of these do you have flavors or machines, no, the, the the machines. Um, currently we can work three events um at the same time okay yeah. on friday we had three events all different locations one in medicine virginia and um yeah and do you do like does somebody ever say to you, <laughs> okay, I want a I want a special flavor cotton candy? Can yes. you get like so, creative with people? Yeah, we do get creative. We love to take on a challenge. Um, we can customize a flavor if you give us enough time in advance, you know, if you have something in mind. Right. We can definitely come up with that. And also something that we've done recently, uh, we made uh, cotton candy for a gender reveal. Mm -hmm. yesterday oh my yes. god um, so the couple was having is having twins and they had this big cone of cotton candy each of them that was white but you know as they ate in the middle there was a color of the <gasps> baby and they actually have two twins two girls so they ate so and then pink. they saw pink inside yeah That's and it was great. super cute Oh my, was that um, their idea? Yeah, that was their idea, and I was like, sure, why not? Oh my <laughs> God. And, it else to sell. and it was actually in New Jersey, mm -hmm. so, you know, the challenge was to get it there in shape. Right. And to have it in a good, you know, condition. Oh, my God. People and, are so creative. And to go to New Jersey and actually have fun. I know. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> we have hey. to wrap. We have to wrap. I'm I want to get back to Paul. All, All right. right. How do we find you Let's online? How, how do we, we find you? you? Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook. It's fluff underscore Ness. And then our website, www.fluffness.com. Well, I just have to say, I love your creativity. I think it's an amazing business concept. Congratulations, both of you. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's really Thank cool. You. Thank All you. Thank right. you for All right. Paul Bankert, there is a rumor that, that Bluebird has an amazing ice program. Is that a rumor or is I that a fact? I don't think it's a rumor. I think is somebody that told fact? you. Fact. 100%. Fact. 100%. Fact. So, okay, for people who are like ice programs. Yeah, what is that? Well, okay, the very first thing that the ice program achieves, like, you see this beautiful cotton candy, this beautiful food, you eat and drink, I think everyone will agree in this room about this, that you eat and drink with your eyes first. Mm -hmm. And as such, we have this, this beautiful guy is ice. Deep. I like it, I like it. <laughs> this beautiful ice in a cocktail makes it look delicious, so of course it's going to drink delicious too. Uh, and it's also a lot of fun. Um, 
But in terms of functionality, if you put it in an old-fashioned drink that you're going to sip for, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, it's not going to dilute your drink. So you always got a perfect drink for as long as you're drinking. Because your ice. Well, but I think that's isn't that part of why the ice is so important? Because if you have the right shaped ice in the cocktail, it'll dilute correctly as opposed right. to watering it down too fast or not watering it enough. Right. right? So for our old fashioned, uh, it's a it's a pretty big ice cube right. and any kind of water that goes into the glass actually just helps the bourbon blossom. Right. So it but becomes better. You're not using city water, you're using what kind of water? We have filtered water using reverse osmosis and which That's, that's a, a big word. Wait, it's what? a big word. Uh that's how Starbucks gets consistency with all their coffee. Um, at any Starbucks location, it's the same kind of coffee, and they, it's because they use reverse osmosis for the, to make their coffee. Can you and explain what that means? What does that mean? It's basically just fancy word for filtration. And okay, it, it sounds really fancy. It does sound really, really fancy. It would be a long explanation, but it's very filtered water, and uh, the machines actually are what make the the ice crystal clear you need movement in the water so there are pumps that kind of move the water and it freezes like a lake uh lake in reverse from the bottom up mm-hmm. and so it pushes the excess air or any other so that you get that super clear so yeah. you get super clear ice interesting yeah. well i it's i think it's only interesting because you know 10 years ago there was no such thing as an ice program like there was no sure. dedication to right. What ice brought to the table in the cocktails? Do you know what I mean? And now you've got people opening all over the place. Right. Like, I gotta jump yeah. in because we gotta okay. wrap. Tell everybody how oh, to find Bluebird. Find you. Wait and let—he's making one more cocktail. Uh-oh. I'll do both really quick. Okay. Uh, you can find Bluebird uh, on Instagram at okay. the Bluebird Baltimore. Uh, we have a web page, and uh, for this cocktail, it's our eggnog, which is really—it's a good house specialty, a, a classic drink that we do in our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a little sherry and some rum, some cream, some sugar. And Beautiful. the topper is we actually put a eggshell that is a half cracked eggshell made from chocolate, and we use a egg yolk that is made from Sue's liqueur and whipped cream. It's so fabulous. It's beautiful. Really That's pretty. a gorgeous drink. Thank you so All much. All right, Thank so you. we gotta wrap it up. This we is the did. last show of the year. It is. I hope everybody has a happy, safe, healthy, prosperous Christmas, Hanukkah. Kwanzaa New Year, mm-hmm. and uh, everything you saw uh, uh, on Facebook Live and heard about on the show today, you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram, I just like to follow her, um, <laughs> and, uh, okay, and on the list. Up. Okay, so we want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. It is the last show of 2017, which is so hard to believe. We've been so fortunate to have amazing guests on almost every week, not just this year, but for the past nine years. And we're very excited, not just about what's coming in 2018 for the Foodie and the Beast show, but our secondary show, Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast, which will be on Monday nights. Lots of new surprises coming up. So we wish you all the happiest of holidays, the healthiest of New Year's, and we can't wait to talk to you in 2018. L'chaim. Okay. There we go. Thank you.